0: Hi, I'm Edaena Salinas, and this is the Women in Tech Show, a show where women in tech talk about technology and career development. In today's episode, I talked to Brie Connolly. Brie Connolly is a driven engineer, product manager, and entrepreneur. While at college, she participated in the IBM Watson University competition along with other students and developed an app that makes social services more accessible to people. We talked about this and also about entrepreneurship, software engineering, product management, and Gboard, Google's latest keyboard. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Brie Connolly, welcome to the Women in Tech show. How are you doing today?
1: Pretty good. How are you?
0: Good. Thank you. So I want to start off by talking about the IBM Watson University Competition. You, along with other students from UT Austin, participated and won first place. Tell, tell me a little bit about this competition. What was its goal?
1: Yeah, so, um, sorry, I think you can probably hear some background noise. I'm in my apartment and there's a lot of like street noise. Um, That's fine. (laughs) But so some background on it. Uh, It started out as a class that I took my senior year um, Mm -hmm. that my school offered. And basically IBM came to us and said, "Um, this is a competition between 10 schools. You get to use IBM Watson for anything you want. Um, Come up with an application and a business plan and then... um, the top teams from each school will compete in New York. So mm-hmm. my team decided we wanted to do something that was really for helping people because we didn't think we'd win. So we were like, if we're going to put all this effort into this, we want to make sure that we we're able to do something good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we took a while to think about it. And then we one of us learned um, what 2 one is. And if you don't know what it is, it's basically... A hotline you can call if you have questions about any type of social service. So um, we were like, well, Watson's great with question answering, so why not apply that to 211 and try to automate some of the easier things so that the operators can um, just do what they do best, which is helping with really complicated problems and being like a human voice for people to listen to.
0: What are some examples of questions people ask 211?
1: People will... So one thing that's kind of interesting about it is that the questions aren't super straightforward. They're not always like, what's the number for this homeless shelter? They tend to be things like, I'm a single mom with four kids. Um, How do I pay for their dentist appointments? Things like that. Um, So it takes a little bit of deeper understanding, um, which is what we were trying to get Watson to help with.
0: Mm. And this, um, the answers are from government programs or
1: yeah, they're government programs. Some of them are um, various nonprofits or church groups, um, really any any nonprofit or government service.
0: Mm-hmm. And does anybody have access to the IBM Watson API, or do you need to pay for it? or
1: So things have changed a bit since mm-hmm. um, I took the class. Not anyone can use the API that we were using. Actually, I think they have since deprecated that specific question and answering API. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're a developer, you can go to the website, and I think you can do some things for free, but other than that, you have to become a partner.
0: Oh, okay. So it's mostly if you're associated with a school or a company?
1: Yeah, the one that we were using, yes. But I think now most of the APIs you can... uh, use some for free and then anyone can pay to use the other ones.
0: Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier that you and your team weren't expecting to win but in the end what do you think made your app stand out from the other teams?
1: Um, I mean all the other teams were really good too. There's one team in particular I think they got second place that still exists. Um, They were doing some stuff with Law And they're definitely still around, and they're amazing. Um, I think why we stood out in this competition in particular was because we built something that was for helping people. Um, Mm -hmm. And the judges were... I mean, like, this really coincided with a lot of the IBM Smarter City initiatives. Mm -hmm. So I think it made for a a cool thing for them to, you know, this is kind of what they were looking for. I see. Yeah, so it was just kind of like we... Ended up picking the right thing, and spent a lot of time on our business plan as well. I guess. Oh,
0: uh, okay. Did they also evaluate ease of use or like the UI? No. Or what, was it? It was mostly the idea was good.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. They didn't actually use the UI or anything. Um, we had to make a video for it, okay. and that's basically like how how they saw it. And I think the product itself like product design was a component but the business plan and proposal and like our pitch was Mm -hmm. even more important.
0: I see and you mentioned that doing the pitch felt a little bit like Shark Tank. Um, (laughs) I've seen that show myself I think they have some really good episodes and I was wondering what have you gotten out of watching Shark Tank episodes?
1: Oh my god, I seriously watched so much Shark Tank.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like it's helped you in uh, your career?
1: Watching it? Or? Um, I don't think it's helped me in my career. Okay. Um, I think it's done a really good job, though, at like, whenever I have to explain to someone that has never pitched anything before, Oh, um or has okay. never like done anything in business before. It's mm-hmm. really kind of something where I can say like oh, you know, like on Shark Tank how people did this, like this is that's kind of similar to what I had to do sometimes. So
0: I see. To get an idea what a pitch involves. Yeah. Okay. And um, let let's talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. Winning this contest, the prize was $100,000. What did you end up using the hundred thousand dollars for
1: so it wasn't exactly like they just gave us a hundred thousand dollars and they were like do whatever you want with it um <laughs> okay. like most the most of the time when you get funding like mm-hmm. through something like this there's a series of milestones that you have to reach so mm-hmm. um Like, I don't know if you've seen the show, Silicon Valley, but, like, they have milestones. Like, you get this amount of money when you launch and this amount when you do this. So we had to work together to come up with those milestones. And I left the company before we ended up spending all of the money. Um, It still exists. They're doing very well. Mm -hmm. But the milestones were, like, do interviews and hire your team and then, like, have a working prototype and um, sign your first client, things like that. Okay.
0: Okay. I was mostly curious because, to get an idea, one hundred thousand dollars is the base salary of a recent grad in the Bay Area in software engineering. So I was just wondering, what can you do with that same amount of money?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, you can. It goes pretty far when a lot of people are students. Um, yes. But the answer is like, I mean, it's it's still not that much. Um, mm-hmm. So they've since, you know, raised some more money.
0: So you talked about how this application became a company itself. Tell me how that happened. Did you realize the moment you won that this had the potential of being a company?
1: Um, I mean, I was so not thinking of it going in. I mean, it like sounds pretty bad, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be a company that's going to be around for two years or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I would have not believed that at all if someone told me that. Okay. Especially since we were just dealing with nonprofits. Like, I was like, I would love to come out of this with an app that the city of yeah, Austin people. could use, you know? Yes,
0: correct. Which is great, by the way. I did see the video, and it reminds me of what we're seeing now a lot of, which are bots. Ah, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Bots.
0: Yeah. So, were there any investors involved? in uh, or what was the process like for finding investors do you know about this or was it right after you
1: left yeah that was more after I left I was really so we got the money in January I left the company really in July Mm because I started working at Google in August Mm -hmm. Um, so I haven't been very involved
0: Mm -hmm. let's talk about that let's talk a little bit about software engineering and program management the other day, I was listening to this podcast with Kara Swisher and Kim Kardashian, and she's talking about conceiving the idea of Kimojis, which is this <laughs> basic idea of emojis of Kim Kardashian. But I was thinking uh, Kim Kardashian doesn't have a tech background, and you do. So I was wondering, what advantages do you think your previous software engineering internships and a CS degree give you as a program manager
1: yeah so um i'm actually a product manager and that's kind of like a whole other like separate oh, podcast see. talk topic um and so different companies call them program managers product managers project oh, managers yeah okay. so google those are like all different things but i think at microsoft they are similar um mm-hmm. so being a, a product manager at every company is different, but I can speak to speak to my experience at Google. And to mm-hmm. some extent, when I was doing uh, Cerebri AI, which mm-hmm. was our startup, um, really, it's a product manager is this really interesting space where you're working super closely with engineers, but you're also working with like design and marketing. And you can't bring an engineer to like every single meeting you have with Design like you can't walk into a meeting with legal and not understand how your how the science behind your product mm-hmm. works. Um, I see. And and you know like I think that there's varying varying degrees of how technical you can be. And like if you're on a more technical product, it probably makes sense to be way more technical. I see. Um, the bare minimum you need to understand how it works in order to you know make your product better because so much of what a a product manager does is like being the driving force behind that
0: mm-hmm. so it, it enables you to be more involved in more complex problems basically
1: yeah yeah okay. you just you're like that interface between engineering and the rest of the company in this case for Google
0: hmm and previously I saw you interned at um, IBM Apple and Google as a software engineer However, after you graduated, as you mentioned, you started a position in product management at Google. Why did you decide that product management was a better fit for you?
1: Um, So I really wanted to be closer to the user. Mm -hmm. And this is my like high level hand wavy explanation of this. But like, One of the things I liked the most about my internships was, like, thinking of the user and being, like, how are they going to use this? Why are they using this? Like, if I put myself in their shoes, like, what's their motivation? Like, Mm -hmm. what are these, like, goals we want to solve? And then let's work down from those goals and, like, make a product. Um, Mm -hmm. Which is, like, you know, the, like, nice answer, I guess. Um, Was it a
0: seamless transition?
1: You know not, not a whole lot. I mean, you know, like those people who are always like project leaders in class and like you, yeah. Like, so I was one of those people like my whole (laughs) life. Um, and I did the, I did the, the company and that was like basically my first step as being a product manager, Mm -hmm. but I didn't even know it at the time. It wasn't hard, but there's, there's this weird jump from being an engineer where you're like directly producing lines of code and you can Mm -hmm. like point something and be like I built that but when you're a product manager
0: you envision that yeah
1: you're like (laughs) I wrote some docs today I like went to a lot of meetings but you can't really point to something super tangible and be like I did that so I had this. I think
0: it's more of the the vision yeah product manager you have the vision
1: yeah, and you do other things that are less tangible, so it was also feeling like I was contributing, even though like now I know I was, but at first I was like, "Uh, what am I doing? I'm mm-hmm. the worst PM in the world, but, <laughs> but I'm still pretty new. I've only been doing it for a year, so ask me in a year, and I'll probably have a different answer.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about a few more things before we finish. Um, currently you're working at Gboard. Can you explain what gboard is
1: yeah so gboard is an ios keyboard from google that allows you to search and um it also has emojis and gifs and it's basically like a really awesome keyboard that does all the things you think a keyboard should do like type fast and we even have mm-hmm. some like slight swipe i guess we call it glide typing not swipe yeah. as glide <laughs> okay. typing um and it just our goal is to, like, make communication faster and more fun inside any app.
0: Mm-hmm. Faster also.
1: Yeah, that's our goal. We're getting there. <laughs>
0: yeah. It would be great if it had um, Translate. I don't know. I'm
1: oh, yeah. We have a yeah. bunch of cool stuff on the roadmap. It's okay. going to be pretty exciting in the next yeah. year.
0: Why do you think uh, Gboard is important, I've been seeing you know, a lot of positive reviews and a lot of excitement about it.
1: Yeah, I think that communication is, it's like, you know, it's changed a lot in the last few years, like, mm-hmm. we, I mean, emojis haven't been around that long, at least in, like, Western, like, users' minds. Um, and then there's stickers and there's gifts and there's all emojis. these different things, yeah. Kimojis, uh, the, the Drake keyboard, you know, there's a million different things now. And yes. it just kind of is showing that, like, we're moving to this level of visual communication. And I think Gboard's another tool that, like, in addition to texting, which is important, like, we really want to be helping people express themselves in the ways that they want to. And I think that the ways that the platforms are moving, so.
0: And find information quicker.
1: Yeah, and then there's, you know, there's also the search, and that's, um, I think, sometimes downplayed. Like, if we're going to be honest, like, people search for emojis um, a lot, mm-hmm. but just being able to send, I mean, my friends and I use Gboard to send locations, like, hey, where do you want to go dinner tonight? Like, or meet me at this bar. Like, it oh, it just I makes s- it really fast, and not having the context switch, Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I think even, like, with, you know, Facebook Messenger putting GIFs inside the keyboard, that's, like, you don't have to switch to another thing and then come back. I guess yes. it's not in the keywords, it's in their text field, but, yeah.
0: I see. Let's talk about the the process of working on Gboard. I see you were one of the lead PMs. What was your workflow like as a PM for this brand-new product?
1: Yeah, Um. I mean, it was, it was just super collaborative, like, mm-hmm. The team, um, it was a lot of, it's like super democratic process. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, we would meet like every single day with design and engineering and try to move the product forward. It was, we moved really fast and that was awesome. Um, The project started in August, so.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah.
1: we were able to make super fast progress and that was just because we were really good at working together.
0: Mm -hmm. I've also noticed that, after Gboard launch, you've been actively involved in social media, answering questions, taking feedback. What do you think is now the role of social media when launching a consumer-facing product? Is it eliminating the need of tickets, or
1: well, what? We, what are the
0: benefits you've seen?
1: We've seen so. I mean, so we get so much feedback through the app, and like we do open tickets and bugs and stuff. Like none of that has really changed, but mm-hmm. it is nice. Like like, every single morning, I check Twitter for Gboard, and then, as a team, we, like, go through the tweets sometimes, and we, like, look at what people are saying, and it's cool to, like, attach faces to mm-hmm. people, and just all over, and being like, oh, did you see what that, like, Chris guy said about it? Like, yeah. oh, that guy's so funny, like, now I follow him. Like, we're just super connected to the people using it, and... Yeah. I don't think that's the same at, like, every product at every big company. Like, our team is really, we're pretty young, actually. Like, yes. the engineers, the designers, all of us. Like, we're pretty, we're, like, a young group, and we use Twitter. And, like,
0: Oh, I, see.
1: I just, it's cool being able to put faces to everything. And then, I don't know, just, like, makes you feel like, oh, cool, I, like, made something people love and or hate. Like, we read the hate tweets, <laughs> <Yes>. too. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's also helping you have more a presence online, I guess, by being the face of the product.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes it's, especially if you're in a space where like the big players, I mean, until recently Microsoft is in it, but like you look at mm-hmm. like SwiftKey and Swipe or like ThingThing, Thing, these other keyboards that people love, like they're a bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And we're like this nameless, faceless corporation that has, you know, obviously a great reputation, but yes. um, I don't know when I use products, like, I like to know, oh, that guy, he's the PM for it, like, I'll tweet him something, like, I think it just makes for, like, a better experience if you're trying to stay engaged with what you're using.
0: Yeah, you're more more connected also to your users. Yeah. Yeah. So, last question, what are you going to be focusing on in the next five years in your career? Oh, God,
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It's more
0: of, like, oh, you know, pitching more things, or yeah like even little little details that you see yourself improving
1: yeah I mean in
0: the next five years
1: I definitely like to stay really technical that's um Mm -hmm. hugely important to me so like writing some code I mean right now I really have been super bad at doing that the last year but Mm -hmm. like being really engaged with what's changing um is super important to me um
0: Maybe a hackathon every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, Two days of intense coding.
1: Yeah, but. that's a good idea. Um, yeah. Just in life in general, I've always wanted to, not always, it's not like I knew what a product manager was when I was a kid, but mm-hmm. I've, like, recently wanted to be, like, the first PM or, like, second PM at a company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Um, just being able to work Drive. with, like, yeah, like, like, just help define what is a PM here, like, take the things I'm learning and apply them somewhere smaller. Um, because when I got to do that at my own company for, like, the six months I was there, uh, it was it was great, and I really liked it. So something like that would be cool. Um, immediate future, I have to rotate off of Gboard. So I am in the APM program. And oh, okay.
0: Can you yeah. explain for the listeners that aren't familiar what APM is?
1: Yeah, so... APM is Associate Product Manager, and it's this program at Google. Um, that is amazing, and I love it. You basically.
0: Marisa Meyer thought about it, I think.
1: Yeah, she founded the program. And yeah, that's cool. It's basically like you, you wrote, you're on one product for one year, and then you take this trip around the world, visit different Google offices.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: and then you rotate to another product. And then after that, you apply everything you learned as. You drop the A, become a PM, um, and... So they can
0: relocate you to Google Zurich or something?
1: Yeah, some PMs do that, or some APMs uh, do that. Um, okay. Most of the roles are here.
0: Yes, because that's the place to be, I think.
1: It is, and it's yeah. also, like, so much of the program is about community. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's only 40 of us, or, yeah, 40-something of us now. and we're all like good friends and they have like mentorship programs here so Mm. being with your cohort is hugely valuable
0: wow that's very cool sounds like a really cool program
1: i'd highly recommend it really don't have anything negative to say about it
0: is it targeted to recent grads or
1: yeah so it's just it's just new grads um, Mm -hmm. and you have to like generally have some sort of tech background yes it's like defined loosely. I'd say most people have degrees in computer science, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like, I don't know how much that's enforced,
0: yeah, well, Bree Connolly, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great talking to you.
1: It was great talking to you, too.